Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Amazing Radio, comrades. Say comrades because I didn't expect an American president to go on live television and fillet the president of a for- of another foreign power. But that's what we saw this morning. Um, I got DJ Mark with me. Hi. I got Lavender Gooms with me. That was a very crisp uh, Japanese height right there. Uh, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Learn a thing or two when I visit you over in Japan. <laughs> and by watching countless Japanese animes, TV shows, fights, you pick up on the, you know, the speech patterns they have. And it's fun to say, hi. That's just me. Right on. Indeed it is. <laughs> uh, Kid Presentable has already been kicked out of the country um, for insulting President Putin. So we'll see. Oops. He's gone. Got to treat the overlord. with Yeah, that's it. He's already, you know. He busted out the color swatch. That one was a little bit too dark. They didn't see Mike yet. So we're, we got to say goodbye to Mike. We're going to lose him after this week, probably. Um, Are we reinstituting the brown paper bag sauce? Is that what we're doing? I think so. I think that's what's about to go down, man. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, Jesus Christ. What a fucking embarrassing day. I um, want to wish you all a happy Prime Day. Um, and I can say that because it is Prime Day and a half because we record this on Monday where Amazon managed the web- website managed to crash, which was real impressive. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hopefully you are there supporting the largest goddamn co- <laughs> retailer in this country. I mean, did, did, did you guys look at the sales? I was not impressed. I, bu- I, I, was like, I haven't been either. They I, I like what I bought, um, which was a both a charger, a charger. and it also no. has a battery pack, too. Yeah, see, that's that good seems for travel. like some frivolous shit you didn't really need, but you saw it like 20% off and you're like, all right. You know what? Next time we go somewhere and we have no outlet, so we need a charge, I'm going to remind you of this conversation, Marcus. Yeah, well. um, ah, I mean, there's some good stuff out there. We'll see. If, uh, if, I looked. Know. I was just like, for a big day where you're like, I mean, dude, Marcus, this, this is this is the clean discount. They're trying to clear out their inventory. That's what this is. Okay? Like, I saw all, all, the, all, the, all the discounts, I saw like 20%, and I was like, that's good. That's not great. They also uh, managed to convince everybody else to run a sale too. So that was impressive in itself. Maybe I should check those people's sales. Yeah, I was going to say, me a little. Best Buy's got some stuff. Costco's got some stuff. Check it out, folks. Um, hell, while, while we're at it, Trader Joe's, still great. If we ever get a sponsorship yeah. out of Trader Joe's out of this podcast, that's it. Like, Why? Be, Why would they do it, Bobby? I don't know. <laughs> that's all I'm striving for, man. I don't want to interview a UFC fighter. Um, though, Marcus, remember your idea? Who do you want to interview? You thought we could pull it off. I don't remember. Uh, oh, um, uh, Travis Fulton. Travis Fulton. He just officially retired. Marcus is confident video. that we can get Travis Fulton on this podcast. He uh, seems like a down-to-earth kind of guy. He does, when man. have 500 fights, I think your willingness to say yes to things is very high. You know what? You say 500. And guys, you might be looking up and saying, he has not 500. He has 300. He has a lot of fights that aren't MMA. Marcus just said fights. All right? And this is, this is a guy who... They've been doing this long enough that Sheardog isn't going to have all the fights. You know what? He showed up at someone's barbecue and fought somebody for a chicken wing probably once. That's not going to be listed on Sheardog. That's all I'm saying. 
Um, I might have hurt our chances right there, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I honestly think that very much could have happened. I imagine him at a barbecue <laughs> and some drunk guy being like, I bet you can't submit me. He's like, how about we put that plate of wings you have right there on the line? I'll go armbar you real fast and get my wing on. <laughs> I, that sounds I, likely. I think that we have a new show we could pitch on, you know, on our hands here, man. We just like retired old fighters show up to barbecues and try to pick on the toughest guy there. <laughs> I fight, don't hate it. To fight for I mean, hell, bully beatdown was a thing. Mike, what do you think? I think we can we can sell this to somebody. You know, I think that there are enough people in the United States that you can get an audience for anything. Oh, I mean, come on, man. We've heard enough. Also, we've heard enough UFC fighters getting in bar fights. You know some drunk motherfucker, you know, he's had like, you know, five goddamn bush, bush lights and he's looking over at, you know, Travis Fulton's fat ass and he's like, I can whoop his ass. Come on. Roy Nelson would be that. Like, if we could put a heavyweight champion on this show, it would be Roy Nelson. We just send Roy Nelson and Roy Nelson would definitely fight for a plate of ribs. Yeah, slow cooked with some dry rub on it. Yeah, he's I signed mean, up. Exactly. This is guys. This is why you guys come to this podcast. This is gold. Um, there was a fight card this past weekend. Um, I'm gonna give you a quick breakdown of what happened based on like the two fights and highlights I saw. Um, first off, Junior Santos. I think Ben Folks had the best reaction to this fight, which was when someone when they asked him, "Do you think Junior Dos Santos is back?" He said. Kinda? Maybe. I think is what he said. Um, he's not not back. Let's go with that. Um, Junior Dos Santos did his Junior Dos Santos thing and beat up a guy who looks like Lewis Litt from Suits for 25 minutes. That was just for Mike. Alright, I know Mike's a Suits guy. Um, beat his ass for 25 minutes. I poked him a couple times. Herb just didn't want to take a point away. Um, the guy gassed. So, so, Bobby, would you say that he got lit up? Oh, he got he got lit up. You guys, anybody who doesn't watch Suits is not going to get this. But, yeah, he got lit up. Um, but uh, I thought, honestly, I, when the fight started and I saw that AKA was cornering this dude, I'm like, if I picked this fight and know this information, I might have picked the guy from AKA just based on a number of times they've trained for this guy. Uh, Junior went out there, moved well, you know, landed his jab, was quick on his feet, did, his, did the thing Junior always does, which is back up with his chin up and got walloped a few times. So... I don't know. I mean, it's not like I went out there and saw that he was going to, you know, beat, you know, new champion Daniel Cormier. Um, Francis Ngannou wants to fight him. Sounds like a good matchup, quite frankly. We also got um, Sage Northcutt uh, moves to 3-0 and uh, since learning about seasoning chicken, um, which is really the big news, I think. Tyron Woodley changed that man's life. Taught him about salt and pepper and cayenne and all that shit. It expanded uh, his mind. Uh, honestly, jokes aside, he looked pretty good, and uh, that move to Team Alpha Male, his grappling doesn't look good, but it looks like it's not as bad as it used to be. So he's slowly picking stuff up. Um, big win for him. Dennis Bermudez has lost three straight fights by split decision, and it kind of sounded like he doesn't want to fight anymore when this is a, uh, when they asked him afterwards, uh, which is would be really disappointing if this is how we lose a guy that good. But heat of the moment. Uh, three straight losses by a split decision. Uh, at least according to MMA Junkies, some of those have been some dubious split decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think the best thing to come out of this fight without having seen it was what he said after the fight on Twitter, where he said, at least call me baby before you F me. Yeah. Talking about the judges. Yeah. That was, uh, he went, he went real Cartman from South Park with the line, you know. 
You gonna you gonna take me out for dinner? Cause I like to be fed before I get fucked. You know that kind of line. Uh, he went with that. Um, and uh, big news, honestly, Chad Mendez is back, and Chad Mendez whooped Miles Jerry's ass in about three minutes. And then uh, they asked him who he wants next, and he said, "Brock Lesnar, where are you at?" Which didn't know Chad Mendez had jokes, folks. It was pretty funny. The crowd really liked that. <laughs> no, 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 they pop big for that one. And uh, good to see Kat Zingano get a win uh, in the hashtag mom fight, as Marion Renault called it. Um, two uh, two mothers went out there and threw down. Kat Zingano took care of business. Um, got a W. Um, so yeah. A lot of uh, other fights happened too. None of us watched any of them. Uh, I, I would point out there there was one uh, kind of big upset. I think uh, Darren Elkins uh, losing. That's to very true. Alexander Volkanovsky. Volkan- Volkanovsky. <laughs> Volkanovsky. Yeah, uh, that was big because Derek Elkins was riding high on that momentum. I think he'd won six in a row. Has some good names on that resume. Kind of surprising to see him on the prelims, but. That kind of all went to the wayside to Alexander, and now you know. I think that momentum kind of transfers over, right? Yeah, Marcus, this guy, this guy, uh, Volkanovski, challenged Chad Mendes afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "He's probably ranked now, to be honest." After beating Darren Elkins, and I'm looking at his record, and I remember looking. I'm like, "How does this guy have five UFC fights?" And I have no fucking idea who he is. And then I'm like, "Oh, all five of them were in Australia." That, that until this one. There you go. That's how you lose a guy. Yeah, it doesn't That's, have the big names, but Elkins is a good scalp to start off with. So yeah, that was a big one for him. him. And hell, if they wanted to book him and Chad Mendes, why not? And yeah, well, shout done. out to Nico Price getting a win by Hammer Fist from the bottom. That was a finish. That was just real cool. Um, anytime a guy wins off bottom with strikes, um, I remember John Fitch did this. Um, I want to say he did it. Did he do it to Alves, or is that somebody else? You remember what I'm talking about, Mark? Mark uh, John Fitch? Ooh, I can't remember. I don't remember um, that one. Let me see if I can find that. Anderson Silva, it didn't count, but he uh, he took out Yushin Okami off bottom. Uh, from bottom, remember that? They'd be kicked to the face. Um, right. Upkick's fairly common to get a finish off there, not hammer fist. <laughs> Very uh, uncommon. He did. He got Tiago Alves with an upkick and uh, punches. So. Yeah. Upkicks. I mean, upkicks. There's been a, a good handful of them. Jacare got caught with an upkick in the Dream Tournament. That one, not as rare. Hammer fist, extremely rare. I remember Uriah Hall on the Ultimate Fighter got a uh, from he bottom. He almost beat that one guy. I thought he, he, him I thought he finished him. I thought the guy. Oh, did he finish him? He, he didn't. He like Mike. Do you remember this? Where like he got the guy. Um, the guy was on top. He was on top of Uriah Hall, and Uriah just kind of reeled back and clocked him. Did that? Did he finish a guy from bottom? Or am I imagining shit? You are imagining. He did a lot of damage with that, but he didn't finish it. This is the first, uh, outside of an upkick, this is the first uh, actual finish I've seen from the bottom like this. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Does it say this? Let's see. Um, he uh, may, maybe I, was, I think it was maybe the Bubba fight where he did hurt him. Maybe he didn't finish him. It was either yeah. Bubba McDaniel or Dylan, or Dylan Andrews, one of the two. Um, yeah, so um, it was. I mean, I don't know. People had a. I mean, people had a. The people at this event seem to have a better time than the people at the WWF pay-per-view, which uh, just want to point this out there to Mark for entertainment's sake. The people were not so thrilled by the time the main event happened, and they had a 30-man Iron Man match. And any time for every minute, the clock was showing, like, let's say it was like 29 minutes and 10 seconds left. The mm-hmm. crowd started chanting 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. They for did every that minute, every minute. They did the a 10 seconds. Seconds. Literally mm-hmm. the worst crowd I've ever seen for anything ever. It was. It made a Vegas crowd look good. To be for the love of God. Where um, where where were they at? The garbage people of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
Uh, why you gotta shit on the people of Pittsburgh like that? Why you gotta shit on Schittsburg like that? I'm very bitter about the entire city, uh, state of Pennsylvania. You guys know who you should have voted for. Look where we're at. Pennsylvania and Michigan are on the shit list. All right. Hey, you know what? You can't you can't give them too much shit because you can't trust Hillary. Yeah, you can't. Clearly, where are the where are the emails, Mike? Where are the fucking emails? I gotta know. Where are the emails, man? He, Our he, president asked that. He today. literally asked that today. By the Where's way, the uh, someone's gotta get that guy from Fox News a like uh, some security because my man asked Putin, "Why do so many of your critics end up dead?" All right, that's and a then, good question. And then he tried to hand him the indictments for the twelve Russian opera Russian. Oh, opera. That, guy that was kicked out. I heard someone got kicked no, no, out. No, no, no. That was I was watching that, that in the gym. No, this was a guy from Fox News. Where like he Putin's response was. Kennedy was killed in America. Doesn't mean we had anything to do with it. And oh, now I'm extra suspicious. And now I'm just like, I'm like, how old's Putin and could he have killed Kennedy? That's what I'm sitting here doing the math on. I mean, he was he was in the KGB. Not in 1960 fucking three. How old is he? Yo, <laughs> Yo man, he may have been in the kids' division. Who knows? Um, so you have seen Red Dawn? Wolverines. Um. So yeah, that was uh, that happened. That card happened. It got about fifty-seven hundred people, which I imagine is the biggest arena that arena they have in Boise, Idaho. Um, I'm taking shots at everybody. Pretty sure today. that's all the people from Boise. Idaho. There we go, Mike. Let's tag in here. Let's just shit on the flyover <laughs> states. Um, yeah, gate of six hundred thousand people. So they paid on average about a hundred dollars. Uh, for you know, we'll see how many people actually paid and how much or they. Or a pay. bushel of corn. Considering it was Idaho. It's potatoes. Iowa's Idaho, man. I mean, Iowa's corn. Idaho's Who potatoes. Who cares? It's Idaho. Okay. I'm, I'm, let's not install potatoes while we're here. It's not necessary. Um, we got... Uh, by the way, since I'm just... We're on a rant anyway. You guys see Conor McGregor take a picture with Vladimir Putin? And then call him I one of the greatest God. leaders in history? Oh, my God. What is it about this dude that, like, everyone that meets him just has to kiss his ass? You know what I think? Honestly, I was looking at it. I'm like, I kind of think Connor, like, might be trying to troll Khabib. Like, look, man, you said you're so, you know, all the Russians love you. Your president wants me to win. But I don't know. But then again, Connor, anytime he's ever tried to be political, he, like, was really in favor of, like, the gay rights ordinance in, like, Ireland and shit. And, like, he doesn't seem like the, you know. The most evil motherfucker in the world, but I don't know. Well, that statement contradicts oh. everything you just said. Yeah, you know what? You got to give him a little slack because he got got the king treatment from Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. So you know you're gonna you know, you're gonna kiss the ring of someone who gives you all that free stuff. Yeah, there was well, a. If, if we're taking that stance, then we can't shit on Verdum and yeah. all those. Well, Verdum took his check too. Verdum's still defending the guy. It's amazing. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good look. Um, the best thing that happened though was one of the report. You know, like. Associated Press or something will have a photo of like, this is this person and he's at this event or whoever. And it said, Conor McGregor enjoys the World Cup final with his security. And the guy sitting next to him was Artem Lovov in a suit. That's not that. That was wonderful. <laughs> that was, quite frankly, we haven't seen him in the UFC since. He might be in security now. Um, um, UFC does have a card next week. And... Um, you know, which is important to know because apparently Daniel Cormier is willing to fight Shogun Hua if Shogun Hua can get past Anthony Lionheart Smith. Mike, can you stop doing paperwork for a minute? 
Hey, I'm muted. You can't hear that. So. I can hear you. We heard, totally hear we heard the whole fucking thing. <laughs> How is that possible? I literally saw the mute button on. Hold on. Like, hold on. It's probably because when you. One second. Hey, Mike, have right, you considered you you're not using. Me? Yeah, because you're not using the right fucking microphone, man. Oh. <laughs> That's my bad. Yeah, why don't you sort yourself out? Uh, um, next week, Marcus, uh, UFC is going to be in Hamburg at the Barkley Card Arena. Um, what fucking time is this thing happening? Do they even have a... Okay. Oof, 11 a.m. No. Pacific time. Is this on Fight Pass? This is a Fox Sports 1 joint. Okay. Um, fight pa- I mean, they're all Fight Pass joints. Yeah. Right? You get the early prelims are always on Fight Pass. Mauricio Shogun Hua, winner of three fights in a row, going to take on Anthony Smith. Nobody gives a shit about this fight. Let's be honest. Um, I don't believe Daniel Cormier has any intention of fighting anybody at light heavyweight. I That's hope not, I, honestly. Like, what I mean, are we there's, there's no way he's going back to light heavyweight, man. He enjoyed that diet for the heavyweights way too much. I'm not even I, saying that as much as like, why would you do that? And like, uh, like why would I, I mean, mean he, he he finally got away. I think getting away from light heavyweight was one of the best things he did. And, and that victory is just like, just put that behind you. Don't, I mean, yeah, you're the dual champion. He's only, DC's only going to be fighting for what, another nine months. So, Two, one more fight, just, you know, vacate. I mean, they've had so many interim championships. If it's at the point where it's like, Shogun deserves a shot, like you can't deny him, put him in there with whoever else is at the top of the list, and I don't even know who that is, Gustafson maybe, and have them fight for an interim. And by the time DC is, you know... Retired. Retired, then they get the official belt or whatever. I mean, I don't see, at this point, DC so close to wrapping up his career why kill yourself to get back to 205? That, and it literally looks like it's killing the Well, let, 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 me, let, that, me, let me ask you guys. That's, that's exactly why you kill yourself, because he only has about nine months left in his career. He might as well try to work in another fight. And let's face it, he'll beat Shogun if he fights you guys are You guys are talking about the wrong fight here. Um, I uh, uh, what, if Bro- what if John Jones is cleared before Brock Lesnar and he wants to fight DC for the heavyweight title? He ain't fighting him. He ain't fighting him. What, for heavyweight? Nah, yeah, heavyweight happening. title. Why not? Dana White is not trusting John Jones with that fight. Dana White is trying to get a fight in there that's going to get him a million pay-per-view buys. And you don't sure, think John Jones and Daniel Cormier are the winner of that against Bray? That's two of them look, right there. Look, you can have two know, of them. Look, we know for sure that Brock will get popped after the fight. All right? Brock, Brock only gets popped after the fight. All right? Mm. John Jones has had a long history of getting popped before the fight. All right. I mean, he said he was never going to hit a main event with him before, and he put him on the next main event he could. He's, they say a lot of shit. And let's put this out there. Steven Miocic is making the best argument anybody's ever made for a fucking immediate rematch that we know is not going to happen. Like, we know it's not going to happen. I, he says, I have four belts. I broke the record for consecutive title defenses. I cleared out the heavyweight division. All that shit's true. All right. Let's have a rematch. And one, the UFC is not on great terms with Stipe at any point. Um, if we were being honest. And quite frankly, Stipe's got some self-inflicted wounds uh, making no effort to sell one fucking ticket ever. Like, not even one. Um, what, what, what do you mean by that exactly? Because it's not like he dude doesn't do promotion. He doesn't do promotion. You ask any all the he reporters. Does all the embedded and stuff. He does and that's, not. That's, that's not. No, he doesn't do. His interviews suck. All the reporters, they say they like Stipe Miocic. He doesn't do shit. He doesn't. You don't have to, but you don't get to complain when, like, you're trying to. People are trying to make money here, and you're surprised they want to go with the money making fight. This is a sham. Brock Lesnar versus DC. We all know that, but let's not like 
the man didn't sign up for you know the Olympics. It's fight. It's you know they're, yeah. we're we're selling fights, right? I agree. I, mean, I agree that Stipe is completely a hundred percent deserving of a rematch, and he probably won't get it. Yeah, and I'm okay. And and this is one of the few cases where I'm kind of okay with it, right? DC's on his way out. We talked about this. He deserves the big money fight. If they don't get Brock, then maybe that becomes more of a reality. Him and Stipe. And, and like you mentioned earlier, Bob, I personally am for him and Jones at heavyweight. I think that would be mostly what I'm against. I just don't want to see DC go down to light heavyweight. At, at this point in his career, at the verge of it being over, why cut the weight at this point? I don't think you have a lot to prove. And if Jones comes back in time, I think have him do it at heavyweight. They, I mean, DC, as far as I'm con- concerned, DC is a heavyweight fighter. If they wanted to even strip him of light heavyweight right now, I wouldn't even be that upset about it because, you know, he held that belt as legitimate or illegitimate as you think it may be. He he defended it multiple times. I think it's okay at this point just to consider him a heavyweight fighter. Because I don't I just I don't need to see DC dehydrated, shaking, holding a towel to try to make 205. I don't want to see that anymore. I want to see a dude that, like Mike said, he's on the diet he wants, which is eat whatever the fuck he wants. He hurt some guys in the gym. Now I don't even need to cut a little bit of weight. I'm better being extra heavy. So I like that DC where he's he's happy. He doesn't have to cut weight. You know, he feels better. He's mentally in a better spot because of it. I I think that'll transfer into this next fight. Next fight when he's heavyweight and he's a little heavy, he's gonna be like, yeah, I was heavy for my last fight too. Knock the guy out in the first round. No problems here. You know, if he looks sluggish and tired and lazy and he doesn't put the work in and training, you know, that might come to bite him in the ass. But I just I don't I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that way in. With him taking his draws off, shaking, just looking like, you know, the fattest, skinniest man alive. Don't want to see it. I, I want to see it because um, at this point, I've been an MMA fan for maybe what, about a decade or so, maybe nine years. And I know there have been, you know, two-time champions before. Uh, and I know for like Cage Warriors and a lot of other promotions, like I know Conor McGregor was a two simultaneous, I think, two time champ, and he defended both. But I don't think I, I've ever seen, or I don't think there ever has been a simultaneous champ in the UFC who's actually defended both at the same time as well. I, I agree with you, Mike. I, be, I think, and, cool and, and you were wrong about Conor. Conor <laughs> infamously has never defended any belt he's won. Wait, but, even the cage, even the cage warrior one. Oh, the cage. I don't know if he did. He hold two belts in cage warriors. I, I think he did. Um, but I, I agree with you in that point that it would. He didn't be, defend either of those. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, okay. I, I do agree with Mike that it would be very cool for DC to go back to light heavyweight and defend and actually capture and defend two belts at the same time would be even more unprecedented. It's just if he had an easier time making light heavyweight, I'm totally down with that. He, he did. So he already defended trouble. it. How many more times does he have to defend a light and, heavyweight and, title? And that too. I, 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 what Mike's saying is that holding two belts and defending both of them, I don't think anyone's really done because no one's held two belts in the UFC. I'm talking about the UFC. Um, I'm Hendo sure didn't do it either. In, I'm sure there's some dude in, in King of the Cage that's held fucking five and defended all of them. But we're talking top shop here. So um, you hear that, guys? We hear that Tony Lopez mark is giving you a lot of credit right there. He's My like, how many belts do I? Tony have? Lopez had like three damn belts. Um. <laughs> Hendo never defended the uh, 185 think, uh, belt either. I think David Branch uh, did it before David, he got to the David UFC. Branch is a G. David Branch is a G. Don't forget that, folks. Um, we'll see how it goes, guys. I mean, we still got – fuck. I mean, if you didn't catch Monday Night Raw yet, Brock Lesnar is still the universal champion. And they said Brock Lesnar wants to walk out with that title, uh, which that's not happening. But, oh, my God, that would be wonderful. And I still say – if DC can somehow cost Brock Lesnar 
his fake wrestling title. That's what I'm looking for in my fight promotion, all right? Because it's going to make so many people angry. And DC will be smiling like a goddamn Cheshire cat, all right? Still, <laughs> my favorite thing that DC has ever done is still when you see him with some shitty seats at WrestleMania, almost crying he's so happy that Seth Rollins wins a fake wrestling title, all right? He marked out like it was nobody's business. Um, it was fucking great. Um I'm going uh, to ask a question here. Um, Yoel Romero's talking a lot of shit about getting a title fight at 205. Immediately. All right? Um, Yoel Romero missed two straight, missed weight in two straight fights. Both of those fights are were for titles. Um, me, personally, I don't think Yoel Romero gets to sniff a fucking title shot unless he makes weight in like four straight fights. Mike, you want to tell me if I'm being an asshole or not? Um, I mean, you normally are, but in this case, I think justifiably is justifiable assholeness. But then at the same time, this is an extra 20 pounds of weight. I think he would make this one pretty easily. Marcus. I mean, I don't think he deserves, he doesn't deserve shit right now, but like, yo, Brock Lesnar's getting a title shot. It's Brock not Le about the deserving game. Yeah. What, what is, does anybody, okay. Does anybody want to see that shit right now? Yo Romero missed weight twice for title fights. No one's I, ever done that. Me personally, I would rather watch Yoel Romero fight for the 205 title than Gustafson or who else we got there. Man, forget Gustafson. I don't who, think I don't think he deserves title shots. I don't I, think he I, can be reliable to the reliability. He doesn't deserve he's acted unprofessionally. There's only two fucking rules you gotta do, man. You gotta show up and you gotta make weight. And he has failed half of those his last two fights. Yeah, I mean, I think he at least needs one fight at light heavyweight. I'm not, like Mike, I'm not really too concerned he's going to miss weight at light heavyweight. I mean, if he does, that's atrocious. John Lineker missed weight John at 135 Lineker pounds. Did, and that was atrocious, and that's the, the prime example in that scenario. Rumble Johnson missed weight at weight class up when he moved up to 85. He missed by 11 pounds. Okay. So, I mean, hey, saying, it's there, happened. there's a president for it. I don't think Romero would fall into that, not saying that he couldn't. Um, Jace, just based off of skill level, though, I think the dude's totally worth it because I wasn't here for the podcast after his loss against Robert Whitaker. I thought he won that fight. I thought he put a trampling on Robert Whitaker. I think, and, and, and also, like Mike said, I think he pumps in a lot of interesting blood into a division that kind of needs it when you have Anthony Johnson kind of on his way out. We have a lot of new blood, but there's no... There's no following I mean, with, Marcus, the, with the new Marcus, 250,000 pay-per-view buys, and it had CM Punk and a second title fight and Holly Holm. He didn't sell three tickets. Shit, I forgot about that. 250,000. He didn't sell anything. I don't know what he's what he's going to I mean, I don't I, – I think he I, – I mean, look, I'm not talking about is this dude going to sell. I'm talking about do I think this dude is exciting and fun and I want to see him fight for the belt? I do. I legitimately do because this guy is explosive, dynamic, and fucking dangerous. And I – and I agree with you. He doesn't deserve it because he hasn't been fulfilling his contracts. I feel, for me personally, he should get at least one fight in light heavyweight, make sure he can make the weight, make sure he still looks good at this weight before we start handing out title shots. That all being said, am I interested in Romero fighting at 205? You're fucking right I am. This division, and, and you know what? Maybe he doesn't push seats as much as he should. He doesn't sell tickets as much as he should. But the dude's fucking exciting. I can't well, I'm I'm not saying, go into I'm an argument about that. I wasn't saying he wasn't a good fighter. I'm just saying he should not sniff a title shot based on his inability to actually make them title fights. 
Yeah, like, I mean, he, he fucked that up. There's no denying that, and that's why I feel he should at least be able to make once. You know, I, I don't. I I I don't think it's fair that he has to would have to fight four times in a division that is so weak that four wins in a row for Romero would be unpresent. Like the the bodies he would have to put away. To, to for him to have to you know fight guys in that rank division he would be you know what it better be Gustafson and he better knock him clean out if he's gonna get it off of one fight how about that like it has to be somebody like that fair. I think he should yeah if you're gonna throw him in throw him in hot throw him in as probably a main event to a lesser card kind of like this Fox Sports one see how he does and then we go from there um I, yeah I, I don't think an immediate title shot makes sense but I don't think it's unheard of right especially in the landscape that we have right now like Habib missed a couple. Didn't Habib miss a couple times? And they were still. I think there's a couple guys that have really bad. You just missed once. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he I, didn't I make their weigh-ins. I think there's been a couple guys that have spotty records and they still get the shot. I think it's you know it's a dangerous game. But I think I think I think, I think if he missed two 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 times in a row, I think it's only fair you make white twice. Because he missed once, he has to make one wait once. I think that's a fair. Okay, what about he has to make weight one time, and then the second time he makes weight is for the championship. If I he like makes that. weight, how about the first? Like okay, that. he better weigh two hundred pounds the first time. Then how about that? <laughs> okay, five pounds under. <laughs> I want to. He should uh, be able to. I mean, if he's trying yeah, to, he looks huge. He looks like he weighs two hundred and thirty pounds. He's a massive human being. His we we saw him. He is huge. He's a giant man. That all being was said, he the, I'm was he the one? He, was he the one you said his uh, his thighs look like candied hams? Or who was that? Uh, was that him? He, he looked like his. was him. That was him. I was talking about the man's ass, man. Okay, <laughs> okay. I was talking about the man's ass. All right, big giant goddamn pumpkin. All right. <laughs> um. By the way, last time he fought at two hundred five pounds, uh, I remember watching this because he got knocked the fuck out by uh, Fei Zhao. Worth mentioning. Just saying. <laughs> um. His only person he lost to besides Bobby Knuckles was uh to Fei Zhao. Um, we're gonna, you know what, let you want to do, uh, let's talk a little history before we talk about, um, the, uh, a little game Marcus wants to play. Um, I'm trying to find the stuff I saw. I, I, I can remember this. This past, uh, this past, uh, week we had the anniversaries of UFC 100 and, uh, UFC 189. UFC Wait, 100 first. That happened this week, Bob? Oh, there we go, Marcus. There's a name. Well, let you introduce it properly, the name of the segment. Well, I mean, when you steamroll through it, I can't get in there to do the I, That's why I, 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 I keep forgetting. Do, so. No, I keep forgetting. I, I told you. <laughs> yeah, so this segment is, that happened this week? And go there over, we go. you know, through the, in, into the archives, deep dive in what happened this week, multiple years ago. Yeah, I did not think, I thought there'd be more, quite frankly, uh, considering this is July. But we have three, a couple things that happened that are big. Um, UFC 100 uh, sold 1.5 or 6 million pay-per-views with... Three title fights. You got Brock Lesnar and uh, George St. Pierre on the same card. You got to sell some fucking tickets and some fucking pay-per-views. Frank Mir, Brock Lesnar 2. Um, Hendo Bisping 1. GSP versus Tiago Alves. We got some classic memories out of this, Mike. I mean, we had the best Brock Lesnar promo. Is this still the best one ever? Or did it get surpassed by this punching the camera thing? No, 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 no. That one is still the best. When you finish it with... Hell, I might even climb on top of my wife. Come on, yeah, that's true. Great. It's just, I just, you know, you gotta I'm love how Brock a Coors Light because Bud Light ain't pay me none. Yeah, you guys gotta know Brock Lesnar's considered bad at being on the microphone in wrestling and MMA. He's fucking great. Um, Marcus, we also famously had Dan Henderson um, defend America 
against British <laughs> colonialism where he, I mean, they're still looking for Michael Bisping's uh, dignity in like the fifth row of the fucking MGM Grand Garden Arena from that most famous knockout probably ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and definitely probably the highlight of Henderson's career or, or the most, you know, recognized. It's his fucking fight. logo. Yeah, like he basically <laughs> built a company off of that fight, which was incredible. Um, I mean, Dan Henderson has done a lot of things in MMA, um, and that's and that fight and that knockout will always be something people remember for sure. Yeah, um, I, I really wish um, I really wish I had been an MMA fan at that point to have watched the the tough between Bisping and Hendo. Because yeah, from ask- what I heard, Hendo talks. I mean, Bisping talks so much shit. That's all he did. He was mean for no reason at times. Like Hendo wanted to like switch training times one day because Hendo couldn't make it. And this week was just like, not nah, Dan, I can't do it, Dan. We got a Dan. We got a schedule. We got a schedule. I'm yeah. Like, so, Mike, I want to ask: Is this is this a little? Was UFC 100 a little before your time getting into into uh, MMA and stuff? Yeah, basically the the line of uh, demarcation for me where I actually really started being I think it was uh, tough nine or whatever. It was tough yeah. ten. Uh, whichever the heavyweights won. Yeah, that was this. Okay. This happened about uh, a month or two before we started. Before uh, me and Mike moved in together, so, and started watching like, tough. Mike, we did did. When UFC one happened, when UFC one hundred happened, were you aware of it? Was it on your radar at all? Like, I was aware of the UFC, but not necessarily okay. that one hundred was happening. That point, it was a big event. Nah, like at that point, Bobby had reintroduced the concept of UFC as a legitimate sport to me, just in me going over his house and like maybe UFC Unleashed. What, what was the name of that show? Yeah, Un- yeah, yeah. Loaded, Unleashed. Yeah. Unleashed? Yeah, I think it was like really- him having on in the background or whatever or something like that. Okay. But at that point, know. no. I-, I think when UFC 100 happened, I didn't even know it was going on. Cool, cool. I mean, because it w- it was a big deal and there was a lot of promotion, but you know, it's it's hard to penetrate that mainstream. You know, it's hard to get people that really don't follow the sport. How do you? We get them? Uh, we watched it with uh, we watched it at my house. I remember my dad was watching with us, and my dad became a big Dan Henderson fan because he liked that Dan just had one hand on fit one fist cocked. And the other fist was just waiting in. He was using the left hand just to wait in. Um, that was also that fight was big because Joe Rogan kept saying Michael Bisping's uh, circling the wrong direction. He's circling the wrong direction. He might get caught. Oh, he got caught. That was uh, that was that fight. Um, and GSP versus Tiago Alves. Um, Tiago Alves looked like a goddamn killer. Um, he was huge. Later tested positive for some stuff, but Tiago Alves was a giant, giant welterweight. Um, and then GSP tore his hamstring or pulled his hamstring in the middle of the fight and Greg Jackson didn't give a shit because GSP's like I uh I, I pulled my hamstring and G- and Greg Jackson said hit him with it like he was fucking <laughs> like he was fucking Mickey from Rocky alright I like when Greg Jackson goes primal it made me real happy <laughs> um yeah this was a huge huge deal I think Dana White promised to jump off uh, to skydive off of one of the casinos and never did that man's a liar what are you gonna do um also on this date was, Mar- I still think, maybe one of the most beautifully timed elbows in MMA history, um, where Chris Weidman really came, we, we kind of realized the, some of the full the full breadth of Chris Weidman's game, where Michael Mike Munoz came in, Mike Munoz came in, Mark Munoz, not Mike, Mark Munoz came in, and Marcus uh, Weidman hit him with that beautiful standing elbow and just fucked his shit up entirely. Yeah, kind of the fight that put him on the map. Also, uh, a card which drew the line for what me and Bobby were willing and not willing to do to watch a UFC card that's in the Bay Area, being on a work on a work day, in the middle of the week, starting at 
2 p.m. I think it started even earlier than that. Starting like 10 a.m. in the morning. Like no, yeah, no. I remember. Was, I remember we did the math. We're like, look, if we leave at like 4:30, we'll still make it for like the main card. And you were like, well, I don't want to pay tickets a night and only go to the main card. And then we also looked at the main card. We're like, not good. Yeah, it's it was not worth the it. arena was like, I want to look at the attendance of this fucking fight because it was so like. Let me see if I can find this thing. It was like unreasonably uh like it was San Jose at like two PM. Marcus isn't lying. Let me see how many people actually showed up for this fucking thing. Man, Wyman still only has seventeen fights. Guys are always hurt. Not that much. U UFC on fuel TV. Four thousand two hundred and fifty. That arena holds twenty thousand people in San Jose. All right? Four thousand two hundred and fifty. Hundred and sixty hundred and sixty three thousand dollar gate. We could have sat in the first row. We could have yelled instructions to Mark Munoz. Um, also on this uh, uh, on July 11th was UFC 189, which uh, Mark and I went to with Stefan and our buddy Phil, where Conor McGregor, it kind of felt like the coronation before the coronation, where he beat Chad Mendez with a torn meniscus. Uh, Chad Mendez coming on a late notice. It's where I learned that you want to watch a Conor McGregor fight in person with Irish people. Um, I never seen anything like that before in my fucking life. Uh, it was a the MGM Arena and Grand Garden Arena. I want to say it was 80-20, maybe 90-10 in favor of Conor McGregor. Sinead O'Connor played him to the ring, or put him to the cage. Some country guy played Chad Mendes, and he was rained with booze. Um, people lost their fucking mind when Conor won by knockout. I remember people were climbing on slot machines um, in the casino afterwards. That was bonkers. Um, still the best fight experience I've ever had in my life. And Marcus, the co-main event was the greatest fight of all time. Rory McDonald versus Robbie Lawler. The yeah, rematch. Classic. Instant classic. Yeah, still, um, Stefan always likes to bring up his favorite is when, was it the end of the third round where they just looked at each other? I think it was the end of the fourth going into the last yeah, round. Yeah, they just stared at each other like like one of us, like they, neither was willing to break. Classic. Yeah. Um, it's where fucking uh, Jeremy Stevens cost me $2,000. Still owes me money in my opinion. Showing up five pounds overweight. Don't believe him at all. He even tried to make weight. Um, let's do 20 questions, Marcus, right? Yes, yes. I thought, you know, thinking of spicing it up, trying some new, uh, you know, segments on the show. Uh, there's a couple different podcasts I watch that do 20 questions. Uh, I always find it to be not just fun participating, but even being a listener. And I think if you are listening to this, you enjoy uh, the segment, you know, let us know at, at It's M Amazing. Uh, it's amazing at gmail.com or hit us up on the Twitter. It's amazing. And let us know if you like it. Let us know if you have a suggestion on uh, someone we should use for our 20 questions game. But essentially, uh, yeah, 20 questions. Uh, Bobby and Mike. If you, have... if you give a suggestion, that means I'm the one doing the game because I will, I'm the one checking these things. Or maybe. Oh, that's a good point. That's true. That's true. It's fine. I'll do it. I don't mind. I was thinking if it was really obscure, it might be good for Mike to do it because he could just look up the facts and, you know, because I feel I don't want to get too obscure because I know Mike's breadth of, you know, combatants is is somewhat limited. Um, so I don't want to get really into the obscure. And, you know, this is the first time we're trying it. Uh, I'm I'm a little concerned that 20 questions might be too many to dial well, it in. Let's um, uh, let, let's see how it goes. Let's uh, see Bob, how it goes. So you guys go, have 20 uh, have yes, no questions. questions. To think of the MMA fighter I have in my head right now. So, uh, what's the first question you guys want to ask? I'll go Bob, first. Bob, do you want to go first and then we alternate? I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is this person an active member of the UFC roster? No. Is this person a man? 
Yes. Did this person fight in pride? Yes. Hmm. Did this person? Okay, you already say the doctor. You see, remember? Is this person above the age of thirty-five? Yes, I think he has to be. Um, did this person hold a championship in Pride? Uh, no. My champion championship no. includes tournament wins. I meant. Uh, no. Okay. So that's five. Okay, that's five already. Um, is this person Brazilian? No. That's a good one. Did this person ever fight in the UFC? Yes. Mm. We're at seven, right? Okay. Yes. We're at seven. Okay. Um, is this person... Well, he fought in pride, so, uh, so I'm going to assume he's above 170, 185 pounds. So I'm not going to use up a question there. Um... You know, I'm just going to go with another nationality question. Just get it out the way. Is this person American? Uh, yes. And uh, just a little caveat. When you guys guess a fighter, that is your final guess. So if you guess a fighter and it's wrong, game over. Wait, do we get uh, at the end of 20 questions? Are we allowed to guess? I, yeah, I, sh I should have specified that. So the last question you have is, is this fighter whoever it is? Okay, well, then we – okay, wait. Do so we both – 19 questions to figure it out, and the 20th question has to be who you think it is. All right, so you got to tell us how many questions right now. This is eight. Yeah, so we're at eight. So so far, you um, it's a male. They fought. have fought in Pride and the UFC. They're not Brazilian. They're they didn't over, hold a championship in. They Pride. didn't hold a championship in Pride. They're over the age of thirty-five. They're active. They're an active UFC oh, fighter. They're not an act. They're not an active UFC. Oh, fighter. they're not active. They're not an active UFC fighter. Um, I'll go. Is this person an active fighter right now? No. Has this person fought in the last two years? Let me check my research. No. So that's 10. Halfway there. Uh, that, was, that was a shitty question. Crap. Has this person also been in the WWF? No. All right. See, that means he's a wrestler. The way Mark answered that, it means he's a wrestler. Come on, Mike. <laughs> uh, Did he? Well, I can't ask. Who. I don't so know. He, if this, I don't, so, I don't Mike, he didn't hold any championships in Pride. No, no championships in Pride. And he fought in the UFC. And he never held the UFC championship, right? We didn't ask that, that has question. Not been established yet. I was asking Bobby that. I wasn't. That wasn't a question to you. No, 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 no I'm not counting that. He okay. didn't. Uh, he, he, we did not ask that question yet. Yeah, that's why I said it has not been established. I didn't say yes or no to the question. Okay, then. Uh, has he held a championship in the UFC? Yes. Hmm. He's American. Held a championship in the UFC. Hmm. Does he have a mustache? Yes. All right, I know who it is. <laughs> um, I've, been, I've, been, I've been thinking it's him for the last three questions i'm like i think it's him <laughs> did he wear uh star spangled shorts yes <laughs> let's just let's just we, we we're stuck on him anyway it's a don fry it is don fry you guys there got we go. in 15 
I thought it was him for like the last three. I'm like, I think it's Don Fry because I'm like, as soon as soon as as soon as you said he held the championship, I'm like, wait a second, there haven't been it, that many. Americans. I, I didn't want to give any more clues because Bobby did read into my pro wrestling answer correctly. That was what so I wanted. I knew I knew he fought in in New Japan and All Japan and a bunch of Japanese organizations. I don't. I was I was almost positive. I he had fought in WWE. I had I had did Dan Severn fighting in Pride. He did. Because I thought did. I thought I thought Dan Severin. Ooh, that would have been a good one because he fits all those criteria. Yeah, that's like, I, I was that's what I was wondering. I'm like, that's why I was like in my head, I'm like, I think it's Dan Severin, Ken Shamrock, or fucking Don Fry. Those are in my head. I started off with Hickson. Because I'm like, Mark's gonna make it Hickson. But then I'm like, I, I don't want to get too obscure. I, I knew Mike knew who Don Fry yeah, was. Yeah, but we brought, I brought I bring up Hickson all the time as the greatest of all time. <laughs> that's true. I, the first one, I didn't want to do too deep. I knew you guys would be familiar with Don. And there's a couple, yeah, I think the wrestling one really gave it away. If I would have said a strong no right away, I think that might have thrown you a little bit. And then when you when you asked about UFC titles, he hadn't he never held a weight title. But like Bobby had said with the Pride one, he had won tournaments. Well, the mustache question was also because nobody in Pride had a fucking mustache. (laughs) Yeah, I mean just just him and Dan Severn. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) If I if I picked Dan Severn, that would have been a good loop because they had done almost all those things. His uh, Severin's stint in Pride was very, very limited. I think he had one or two fights. Um, they were not good, so they did not invite him back. Um, but yeah, good job, guys. In fifteen, that's so. That's our new record. Right on. Okay, I, I enjoyed right. that, Marcus. That was a good call. This game wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, See, I enjoyed no, it. No prep. You guys did it. You smashed it. I thought we were just gonna get in the weeds about this. Um. Okay. Um. What did I say we we're gonna talk about this left, <laughs> or are we just fucking stuff the... we like, man? I think let's do. Let's do. I hope you guys are enjoying the shorter podcast where we're not just rambling about shit. Um, I think they're loving it. <laughs> um. But, uh, all right. Uh, let's uh, do. Uh, uh, let's do stuff we like, and uh, go from there. Um. Let's go with you first, Marcus. Uh, yeah, I have two things on the docket. Um, there are no new video games coming out this week that at least that I'm excited for, so can't really give any recommendations there. Um, I will mention one game that I mentioned last week. Octopath Traveler is a JRPG that released on the Switch last Friday. Um, on Sunday, I finally got to put some time into it, and I've really, really been enjoying it. Um, I mean, if you like, I mean, we kind of talked about what it is last week, um, and I think a couple of the knocks the game's gotten on reviews is um its story is really just based on these eight characters there is no big overarching story that all the characters kind of come together in to fight some greater evil that is you know threatening the planet which is usually a trope these jrpgs fall into a lot um so far what have i played and all i played is just the opening chapters in two of the of the eight characters they're more grounded personal stories um but what I've really enjoyed about it is I think the storytelling and the writing is really strong. The two characters that I've met so far, I've been completely engaged in their story. I think they've done a fantastic job giving them logical reasons on why they would go out in the world and um, explore and you know do what they're going to do. Um, and the other half that I've really enjoyed is I think the battle system is fantastic. Um, it's a turn-based battle system, kind of like what these guys have done previously on the 3DS with a game called Bravely Default, where basically it's turn-based, but you basically get these points so you can kind of power up your moves each turn. If you hold off on using those points, they you get an additional point each round. And a system they ha- the system they have in place is very similar to the Persona series, or Persona 5 uh, probably more specifically, where the enemies have a certain weakness either to an elemental attack or a certain weapon type. 
as you break down their shield number, um, you basically break the enemy and they lose a turn. And while they've been broken and lost a turn, they're more susceptible to taking more damage. Um, it's a really interesting system that kind of makes each of the battles play out a little bit more like a puzzle. You kind of learn what the enemies are weak against and how you can use your skills and your party to break them before they're able to actually take their turns and then finish them while they're in the break state. Um, so it's a really deep, fun, interesting combat system. And when you have something like a turn-based combat system, which has been used since the NES with like the first Dragon Quest game, um, you need to put more layers on it to make it a little bit more engaging than just having magic spells and attacks. And they've done a really good job in this. We're able to break the defense and use their weaknesses. It's layered enough and complex enough that makes it really satisfying just getting an even random encounter. So really been enjoying that game. If you like JRPGs, you have a Switch. I think it's really a no-brainer. Um, and then the other thing that I have enjoyed this week, um, I have been getting recommendations to watch this show from one of my uh, friends that Bobby has just met over the weekend called uh, Josh, and then my fiance, Christine's brother, Sean. They've both been recommending the show uh, to me for a couple months, and I finally started watching it. Um, it's called The Expanse. It was a sci-fi original series, which I think is based off of books. The basic premise is that um, human society has expanded uh, beyond just living on Earth. People are living on Mars as well, and they're getting a bunch of the materials that they need to survive on these planets through the um, asteroid belt, and there's tension between Earth, Mars, and the people that basically mine the asteroid belt. And um, it's just a really good sci-fi show. It's really hard to put my finger on what makes it so interesting. There's obviously a lot of lore and backstory that they tried to introduce you in, but not make it so they're just kind of just garbaging lore at you for 40 minutes at a time. They've done a really good job. I, I'm only two episodes in, but they've done a really good job kind of finessing you into the series and uh, what makes it so special. So yeah, been enjoying that show. Really been enjoying uh, Octopath Traveler. So that's what I got this week. Um, Mike, you got anything? I don't have much this week, although I just did get one thing I like, and it's Bobby Rajabi because he just sent me a message that a microphone went on sale, so that's not, like that's not a bad deal. I like him. <laughs> yeah, that I, I think honestly, Mike, you might that might have been what um, I think we all paid like ninety hundred bucks for it, so that's not bad. I think I paid around a hunsky for it. So, uh, by the way, if we ever want to recommend anything on this show for real that we can all speak of, Mike and Mike will be able to speak of. Hopefully, if he buys this thing, the Blue Yeti microphone is fucking excellent. Um, it does. Like, Listening to this podcast, being like, these guys are idiots. I could do this so much better. Get a Yeti, you're basically halfway there. Yeah, you get a Yeti, uh, get yourself some, hell, any headphones, quite frankly. Um, Yeti is the is fucking great. So, yeah. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, Mike, did you have anything else? Uh, you know, uh, it's been a pretty slow week for me. Has anybody um, seen so fucking Ant-Man? I was going to see it yesterday, um, but... Then I realized that MoviePass, they instituted a new pricing thing where basically if you go try to watch a movie on the weekends, uh, they have what's called uh, peak charge time. So really? screw that. If you think I'm going to pay 5 bucks when I've already paid $10 for the month, I'll go watch it some random day during the weekdays. Yeah, my, 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 this, is, this isn't related to anything, but Mark, I'm a little jealous of some of these cool colors. <laughs> of, this, of the microphones. <laughs> Well, maybe think, what color do you think I should get? Aztec copper, motherfucker. It sounds badass. Or lunar uh, gray. Wait, some of these are more expensive. Why the hell is teal 109 bucks? 
Well, don't get the fucking teal one, man. Yeah, it might just be the standard one. That in red. Holy shit. I'm not. Oh, fuck you. I'm not paying $109. Yeah, Mike, you got to look at either. Well, we're just shopping now. Aztec copper or lunar gray. They both look awesome. Um, Stuff we like. Um, Ooh, it does look nice. I, I don't think I fucking watched anything really. I watched, you know what I did? I watched a little bit of the G1. Um, nice. Uh, the the G1. one that was in San Francisco, or they're having a new G1? That no, G1. Every year they yeah, they just started the G1. Um, I didn't look. I didn't. Does anybody have New Japan? Because I'm, I'm a New Japan world. I think I'm gonna get it. I was watching these all on like YouTube and shit. Like mm, that. I might need to borrow that from you. Maybe we'll go have these on it. What is it a month? Ten. It's bucks, like ten 15? bucks. I gotta I gotta figure out how to do it. I don't know why I'm so hesitant because I pay for WWE Network and I don't watch anything but shit that's twenty years old and NXT. Um, I just um. I just like everything they're doing. Um, I mean, the G1's I, a, like, huge... It's a round-robin tournament, and the winner generally gets to face the champion. Yeah. But I mean, though but the champion... Like it's like a month long, right? Oh, it's going to take a while. I mean, the champion is in it, too. Kenny Omega's in there. Um, I always thought that was weird. What happens if the champion wins? He gets a... He I, think you, I think they're just going to give... They just give it to somebody. Um, but, yeah, you got... I mean, they put everybody in there. Kenny Omega's in there. Uh, Tatsuya Naito's in O. Uh, Okada's in there. Fucking Tamatonga. I love Tamatonga. Um, I'm loving this whole thing with him. And I, uh, Bad Luck Folly lost a lot of weight. He looks good. He had a really good matchup with... Um, who did he fucking... Was it fucking Okada? Yeah. No, it was, it was Okada. Yeah, he looked he looked good against Okada, even though he had to yeah. cheat. Tamatonga got to get there and cheat. I, New Japan's fucking great, man. They, they do a really good job. Yeah, I'd like if it. You're, in, if you're going to pull the trigger, you got five bucks from me. I just don't want... I, just stop dropping motherfuckers on their necks because fucking Takahashi broke his neck. On some dude doing a weird fucking thing. These Japanese people, wrestlers, need to survive, man. You got to stop dropping people on your neck. This is nuts. All right? Seriously. This is wrestling, not, you know... Well, I don't know what the right answer is there. But don't do it. Stop dropping people on their necks. You know what I mean, man? You got you to gotta live. All right? Uh, no unprotected headshots either. I'm just giving people tips now. You got to get your shit right, man. You can have a good match without all that stuff. And uh, I watched AJ Styles versus Rusev, which... It's not surprised AJ Styles had a good match, but Rusev had a really good match with him, and they made me believe that Rusev might become champion, even though it was pretty clear he wasn't going to. So yeah, that was it for me. Um, there was some good wrestling this week. Um, I think uh, Tom Lawler was uh, wrestling at PWG too. I wonder how he did. Uh, cool. Tom Tom Ledger. Tom Lawler still on the UFC roster though, so I don't know how he gets away with this. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. He's no. He's no Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, the best independent wrestler going. Um, all, right. all right, guys. Boom. Just ordered the Blue Yeti, and I did the no rush, so I get five bucks on Prime Now. Nice, dude! I saw they were doing the some things. It was like, um, have you ever done Prime Now? Oh no, but I've got like twenty bucks saved up on it so far. Cause uh, what's the rush? I saw there was something where you could do no rush, and they give you ten dollars for Amazon restaurants, and I'm like, the fuck is Amazon restaurants? Wait, so Mike, are you gonna get the mic before next week though? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should have kicked in a few bucks so much. Jesus, Mike. Uh, I recommend a pop filter, but that's just me. One thing at Ma a time. One thing yeah. at a time. Well, let's get a mic. Let's get Mike a mic. Legit. Yeah. Well, and then the, we pop, pop the pop filter I could have gotten with this one, when I looked to include it as well, it would have came out to like 140 bucks. Yeah, I just so, uh, yeah, this pop. I bought a pop. I, bought, I spent seven dollars on a pop filter. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you um, can go to Radio Shack and buy something equivalent. Something there's no such thing much. as Radio Shack anymore. Or, or the the equivalent. Of, I'm sure in New York, there's some side corner that's just electronics. They got it, Mike. Or, or you know, this big mom and pop store called Best Buy. No, I don't no, think no, I pop, I don't know if they got that stuff, man. 
They probably do. I bet they do. I don't know. Or I can Maybe. just go to probably Amazon. Seven dollars, man. You're already there. You could have just done it. But all right. <laughs> one thing at uh, a time. One victory at a time for us. Um. All right, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Is there going to be a card the uh, the yeah. following week? Yeah. What is it? We don't get any rest. Rest here. Huh? Is that what we're doing here? With UFC. We're gonna. Yeah. There's one. I. Oh, I'm almost positive there's another one. Of course, I close the window. Oh yeah. We're talking about this one for fucking sure. The August Eddie, one is it? Uh, Eddie, uh, no, Joe, it's Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier. Uh, oh right. Co-main event: Jose Aldo, Jeremy Stevens. You also have Joanna and Jacek versus Tisa, Ooh, Tisha oh, Torres. Car. They put some effort into this. Yeah, and wow. Then, I like, like a number dude, card. I like Olivier Almond Mercier getting on Fox. Man, that dude's just grinding out there. All right, I like him quite a bit. Um, his gimmick where he looks like Forrest Griffin with a really dirty mustache. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be his gimmick, but that's what I'm treating it as. Wow, two um, uh, two former champions, uh, recent former champions. We might actually have to, have to pick some fights oh, on we, this one. We are definitely picking fights on this one. Yeah. I don't know the guy. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the guy. Oh, Mercier is facing, but Mercier is on a run. Mercier has won four in a row. Um, man is seven and two in the UFC. Um, just beat Evan Dunham. So let's see. Uh, see who this Alexander Hernandez guy is. He's going to be taking on. Um. Where the fuck's this guy? Sheridog? Still Sheridog. God bless these people, man. Alexander the Great Hernandez. I already don't like the nickname. It's lazy. Lazy nickname. Um, he, he's he got... He beat he knocked out Benio Dariush in 42 seconds. So, yeah. He probably deserves this. Um, Going to Canada. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about how I'm going to pick uh, Eddie Alvarez to beat Dustin Poirier, even though it seems like a bad idea right now already. Um, thank you all for listening, and uh, peace out. See ya. See you guys.